Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Covenant Technology, Biodesign Cabinetry, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Good morning and welcome into another edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yow along with Maurice Patton, J.P. Plant with you here on this beautiful and it's Wednesday. It's beautiful because it's Thanksgiving Eve. That's, it's raining outside, but it don't matter because I get to eat tomorrow as much as I want. Take a nap in the middle of the day, watch some football. It's going to be a great day. Yep. Are you going to sleep in and take a nap? Because that's kind of my plan. <laughs> I probably won't get to sleep. It depends on uh, depends on what happens tonight okay. on how long I sleep okay. tomorrow morning. Well. Sometimes the 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 night before can get a little long. Well, if if the night goes the way I intend for it to, <laughs> I'll be sleeping in. Hey, in I'm here for it. Yeah, man. Hey, I, I'm really excited about Thanksgiving. I am actually going uh, to Montgomery to, I think it's going to be like me and about five other people because <laughs> we do, typically we have a big Thanksgiving, but I don't, I don't know who's coming and who's not coming. And last I heard it was me, my dad, Sarah and my grandma. So. Hey, as long as you're with, the ones you love i guess <laughs> i hate and some great food like you know it's it's so it's such a difficult decision to make these days because i sit here and i think well maybe we shouldn't go but what if something other than covid happens and you know what i mean so yeah. it's it, it's it's a, a fine line it is. I mean, and and you you're hearing that a lot as we get closer to the holiday. You know, it might be the last time, and and you hate to be fatalistic like that, but I mean that's the fact of the matter. And you know, maybe we shouldn't wait till the holidays to to see Bye. those people that we feel that way about. I don't know, but sure. it's it's um it's an interesting dynamic, but it's 2020. It's 2020. I'm going to Montgomery. I'm going to do everything I can to take all precautions. Will necessary. you be there by midnight? I will be there. I'm so it'll I'm, be midnight in Montgomery then, huh? I I will be past Montgomery okay. after midnight. But I I will say this: every every Thanksgiving we have gone to a um, a certain driving range that doubles as a bar, which by the way is the coolest place on earth. Have you drunken golf clubs? Huh? Is this a uh, uh, top golf? Top golf type place. Type. Yes, if Top Golf was in a trailer, okay, in the middle of Montgomery County. So uh, a on home, the way to what a homegrown small town version of Top Golf. There's in, a single wide trailer in L.A. Yeah, <laughs> Lower Alabama. Uh-huh. There's a single wide trailer. 
There is a bar inside the trailer. There is a bar outside the trailer. And there is a driving range. There is a driving range and a massive stage where they play good country music all night long. And a, a projection screen. Where they show yeah. the ball games all night. What more could you so, want? So tell me that the <laughs> that the bar is behind the T area for the driving range. So the bar is so like, like <laughs> not in front of. No, no. So yeah. so the, the the driving range area is off to the left, like way off to the left. Okay. And you can it's like a vending machine. So you just go over there and you put five dollars yeah. in, and it gives you a bucket, bucket of balls. balls. And there's there, there are different you know there are different clubs you can use, or you can bring your own, or whatever. Uh, but yes, I, I'm pretty sure it's just redneck top golf. While you're listening, well, to, it sounds like it was Redneck Top Golf before Top Golf. It, it basically was mm-hmm. uh, Range Two Thirty One down in Montgomery. If you're ever in the area, it's the place to be. There is no better place. I'm, I'm sure just glad my, the stage is off to the side, and and that it's good so country it's, music. So because it's, yeah, it's not. There, there's some bad country music. Well, I'm I'm envisioning the the good old boys. That's right. In the Blues Brothers uh-huh. with the chicken wire fence. I mean, oh, it's definitely it's it's definitely Waylon Jennings style. You know, the cool thing is they so, play both types of music. Yeah, country, country, country and, and western. western. That's right, <laughs> they do. So yeah, in between there, there's a big fire pit. You know, you just kind of hang out. I, I've seen some things there, <laughs> um, and it is it is exactly what you think you might see in <laughs> redneck top golf in Montgomery County on the way to Wetumpka. Wetumpka. Yeah, northbound two thirty one. <laughs> it's a, but I, I'll, that's that's my Thanksgiving tradition, and I love it. It's it's a lot of fun. A lot of my buddies are from that area, and we just we go have a good time. There you go. And I have a DD this year because Sarah's pregnant. <laughs> does so. Sarah know that she's the DD? She, I know she knows she's pregnant, but does she she's know all, she's the DD? She always knows. She's oh, okay. like, well, at least you have a designated driver, and I'm like, you're right, I do. For, for for another three months. There we go. <laughs> Give or take. Yeah, buddy. We have got such a great show for you guys lined up. I, I listened to your show last night, JP, and yeah. you were talking about you were talking to Coach Mike and I got a little about, more opinionated than I typically do. What what brought that about? I, I, I don't know. But it um it, it was the Tennessee Vandy See, I missed that situation. Mm. What what I was talking about the Thanksgiving with Coach Mike and Wes talking oh, about their the beginning. Uh, yeah. their uh, responsibilities. What responsibilities <laughs> do you have? Sponsorabilities as uh, on your Rugrats. Oh goodness, I've um, I'm responsible for the macaroni and cheese casserole. Uh oh. Yeah, that's my that's my jam. The fact that you are responsible for the macaroni and cheese is interesting to me because. That's a very important part of Thanksgiving, and that what are you, you saying? Have, I can't handle it. Yeah, or something? I was say, is, <laughs> no, I'm just I'm I'm that. What's that say about your friendship? No, what I'm saying I, is I'm not I'm sure. Really, it depends on what he says next. I'm impressed. Choose your words wisely. Because right. not just anybody can handle the macaroni cheese. So the fact that you have been given that responsibility and continued. Given that responsibility, that responsibility is responsibility. Impre- the sponsorabilities <laughs> is impressive. I would, I, I, I didn't see that coming. Most some would call that a backhanded compliment. <laughs> Most would call that a backhanded compliment. I just, yeah, uh, I, w- I wasn't expecting it. He, he wasn't ready. I'm no. surprised you're competent enough to handle the mac and cheese. It's not con- see, and, and to be allowed to continue <laughs> to handle the macaroni and cheese. It's yeah. not the competency. 
Mm-hmm. It's the fact that you clearly do it well. That's that's impressive. Dang Skippy. Because there are a lot of people who can't make macaroni and cheese. And it's amazing. I mean, how do you how do you not? And yet, you're right. But yeah. I mean You know, there were some times There's some key elements. We to it. we've had family dinners where, you know, the macaroni and cheese wasn't quite to my standards. And so I'm like, you know, how come you don't do it like grandmama used to do it? And it's like, well, well if you think you, you can, can do, do it, it better, go ahead. So there you go. And then there it went. <laughs> you got to be careful, though. Yeah. You got oh, yeah. to be careful when you you take on a responsibility, responsibility and uh, do it well, because then, it's then you have to. Yeah, there you go. That is your responsibility from then on, from that point on. Yeah, yeah, but it's okay. I don't mind it in this case. Hey, in this case, I'm glad you don't. Yeah, Um, yeah, I don't. At my grandma, what about yours? My grandmother's. I have the corn casserole. That's it. I'm the corn pudding, corn casserole guy, and that's it. That that is what I do, and it's it's fairly simple. You know, it's throw everything in a pot and let it cook for a while, about four hours, good to go. Works for me though. Yeah. Well, that's good. You know, you know what you do. What about you, JP? Uh, you know, last night uh, I went over to um, to my pop's house and we sh- uh, spatchcocked the turkey, and we put a a um, a dry brine on it. It's sitting in the fridge. It's ready to roll uh, Thursday morning. We'll um, plug in the Traeger. Add the cherry and apple pellets and throw this bird on the Traeger. Yeah. So, um, get that smoke rolling. That's right. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm on turkey duty. All right. That's, I'm on turkey duty. That's infinitely more important than either macaroni and cheese (laughs) or corn casserole. But, uh, but, uh, it's, I'm, I'm excited. It's the first time we're trying this. Um, and it was, uh, I went through um, one, uh, broke one uh, shear trying to spatchcock this thing. So, did a little wrestling last night with the turkey, but uh, came out on top. Perseverance went, won the day last night. Now, looking forward to it. It's, um, yeah, we we got a nice little little salt and herb uh, blend of of, uh, a dry rub, and it's uh, sitting cozy in the fridge. Just oh. ready to pop on the trigger. So, in other words, JP be smoking. Smoking. That's what he be doing. He be smoking. <laughs> he be smoking. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, man. Uh, ha- have you ever smoked <laughs> turkey in the backseat of a car? In the backseat of a car? Yeah. Uh, no, that's a new one. <laughs> I don't think JP knows what we're talking about. Yeah, he does. No, I don't know this story. Oh, come on, man. Oh. Clarence Carter? Whoop, whoop. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There we go. Uh, yeah, that, that we changed the letter. It's okay. <laughs> Sarah agreed. She said, like Top Golf, but make it redneck. Um, <laughs> that's great. All right, we have a great show lined up for you today. We have Paul Derrick coming up on the other side of this break. Nolansville head coach, he will talk about his team's... Um, <laughs> semifinal rematch with Elizabethton 
That is on Friday. We've got high school hoops coming up. I was at Santa Fe yesterday, or I was at Grace Christian for the Santa Fe game. You were in two places yesterday. JP and I were at the Summit Smyrna uh, Centennial Cougar Classic. Mm Mm-hmm game and you were down at summertown so and and i was at summertown quiet as it's kept as a second option and we'll talk more about what happened with the first option later in the show got all of that sec hoops start tonight including jacksonville state and alabama we talked about that and then of course we've got wgrm's heath jacks and craig mcgee the fayetteville tigers radio crew and it's Wild and Wacky Wednesday. All of that in today's show. We appreciate you guys listening in. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Stay tuned for more. Keep moving, moving, moving. Though they're just up moving. Keep them doggies moving raw Every play. Wow! And he spins off a tackle. Every hit. Boom! Oh and Trey Hunter tattoos. McCandless down at the 28. Every touchdown. And he tight ropes and goes backwards into the end zone. Wow! Touchdown, Destin Wade. The playoffs are on TriStar Sports Radio. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yow, along with Maurice Patton, JP Plant on the controls, and it's Wednesday. This is going to be a lot of fun to talk about. We've got a great segment coming up for you on Coach's Corner. Coach's Corner is brought to you each Wednesday by From the Heart Cafe out in Chapel Hill, located there. Just, just outside the intersection coming from, I'm not even sure what what intersection that is, but it's the intersection right in Chapel Hill coming from Columbia. If you're headed toward Henry Horton Park, it's that intersection right there. I think it's Highway 99, but you make the right, and before right you there. get to Henry Horton, you get to From the Heart, and um Renee Hart doing a great job over there. And if you are looking for Thanksgiving dinner, but you don't want to cook, she's got a great deal for you. Oh, man. A great deal indeed. 12 bucks a plate, and um, it's, it's... You get it all. It's the classic Thanksgiving dinner with um, all the fixings, and 
Call aheads are not required, but are certainly encouraged. So um, be sure and give them a call or reach out to them online at CH from the heart. Is that right? I believe it is uh, from the from the heart. CH from the heart dot com. There we go. Um, or you can call them 931-364-4711. 931-364-4711 from the heart sponsor of Coach's Corner located at 4384 Nashville Highway right there in Chapel Hill. And it is the 99 Nashville Highway there we go. intersection. So you nailed it. Joining us on Coach's Corner today is Nolansville head football coach Paul Derrick, who I'll just be honest with you, Coach, not many people expected you to be playing t- tomorrow, uh, this week. Yeah, well, I, I'm sure that's the case, but we had about 82 guys that, that fought differently. So. <laughs> and that's all that mattered, huh, Coach? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Very proud of our team. It was a big win for us last week, but you know, obviously uh, more work to be done. Absolutely. Congratulations to you all. 15-14 win in the state quarterfinals over Tullahoma, the Region 4-4A champion previously undefeated wildcats i think they finished the regular season ranked number two in the state in the um associated press for a poll and had beaten you guys what 29 14 during the regular season is that right yes sir, that's correct so what was your preparation like leading up to friday night and what did you feel like went well for you on friday night down there well i feel like our team is just for whatever reason, after that Columbia loss that we had, uh, we've kind of been building some momentum and, and playing some good football. And for whatever reason, our kids just started, you know, to, to believe and, and we're doing some really good things. So um, we felt like if we could get that ball into the fourth quarter uh, and have a chance to win it, you know, that, that we had a good, as good a shot as they did. Um, you know, Tullahoma's had a phenomenal year and a really good football team. Coach Olive and his staff have done a tremendous job and they got a lot of really good players. So, I mean, we was going to be a challenge, and uh, we knew that they had, you know, pretty much just been blowing people out all year. So we felt like if we could, if we could keep it close, um, and we could get into the fourth quarter with a chance to win, that you know we'd see what would happen. And our kids did just that, and you know we're fortunate enough to win the game. Coach, I was at your Spring Hill win about midway through the year, and following the game in your team huddle, and I don't. I don't want to get into everything that was said, obviously, between you and your team, but you did say to them that you wanted them to make up their mind that night what type of team they were going to be. Whether they were going to be a a team that was potentially going to be playing in the semifinals like last year's team, or if they would be something, you know, n- not as good. Clearly, they made up their mind that night. Yeah, I mean that's you know every year is a, is a challenge. Every every year, each team is its own new team. Um, so that was kind of something that I felt like we were fighting uh, early on in the year. You know, just because we had a year last year and went to the semifinals that you know maybe maybe some of our guys felt like you know we could just show up and roll that out there and it was going to happen. So um, you know, I, I make sure I understood that things in the past you know success is not a continuum um you got to work for it every day um we challenged them and we challenged them again after the columbia loss and you know they've responded so you know i'm i'm extremely proud of this group i'm extremely 
um, excited for them to get this opportunity uh, to not only play in the state semifinals, but to host it here at Nolensville High School in front of our community. Um, you know, I'm, I'm extremely proud, but at the same time, you know, our kids, you know, this has been a goal of theirs ever since last season. You know, this is this is where we wanted to get back to. We wanted to get back to this game and and you know have, have a shot to to punch a ticket to go to the the state championship game in Cookville. And you know, we got a really good Elizabethan team coming who we you know we had to go up there last year and and, and they beat us and you know ended up winning the the state championship, but I mean, they, you know, 28, no two Mr. Football finalists. Um, so just a really talented team. And, you know, we're, we're excited about the challenge that, that, that presents itself on Friday. Speaking with coach Paul Derrick here on coach's corner presented by from the heart restaurant out in Chapel Hill coach. Um, you know, you, you mentioned, um, going to Elizabethton last year and, getting them at your place this time around. We spoke with Charles Pulliam of the Williamson Herald on yesterday's show about the fact that this is, I mean, it's got to be the biggest game in school history, certainly the biggest the biggest game in Nolansville. And, you know, it's, it's a little unfortunate that you won't be able to have the full house that a game like this under normal circumstances would, would draw. Yeah, no question. Um, our, you know, our atmosphere here at Knowles High School, you know, I think it rivals, you know, anywhere in the state. Our, our community comes out and supports, um, you know, cheerleaders, dances, uh, our band director, Mr. Easley, they do a great job of, of, you know, getting the crowd involved. So, yeah, it'll be, we'll be out on a limited capacity. Um, you know, it's unfortunate, but again, you know, we're just excited to, to have this opportunity and, you know, whoever does show up, you know, we just hope that they show up and get loud and, and, you know, maybe our kids can feed off of that a little bit. Having made that drive up to Elizabethton last year, got to be a little more comfortable knowing that they're coming to you and making that long drive. Yeah, I mean, that's a, it's no question. That's a long trip, man. I think it was about five hours and, you know, and a time change. So, um, you know, it's, it's a long day, but, you know, it's, and I don't think there's any, any doubt that, you know, it's going to be a lot better this year to be able to, you know, for kids to sleep in their own bed and, and get up the next day and go through their normal routine and, and not have to worry about being on a bus for, for five, six hours. So, um, yeah, I think that, that, that trip does, does pose some challenges, but you know, I don't expect any, anything, but, but a really good Elizabethan team to get, get off that bus when they get here. Coach, you know, coming into this week, it's not something that you've not done before. Obviously you were here last year, but your routine does change during Thanksgiving week. Talk a little bit about how, your practice time has changed, and and what does that do for your team? Well, I mean, we just we try to structure practice and, and, and everything the same way, you know, the meetings and the practice time and all that. Uh, the only difference is we're going in the morning instead of the afternoon. So, yeah, that is a little bit of different, um, you know, obviously than your normal routine. And I think the biggest challenge for us is is just, you know, getting them up and going you know when they get here you know it's it's early in the morning they you know no telling what time they went to bed and what time they got you know got up they might have got up 10 minutes before they they arrived here at school you know so we just try to get them preach to them you know get up eat something get going get moving around and that way we can you know have have a good energy to start practice and, and start fast just like uh you know on friday night we, we want to start fast so um I don't think there's any doubt that it changes things a little bit, but we've just tried to preach to our guys uh, about, you know, trying to stay in the normal routine as best we can. Will you all practice on Thanksgiving, Coach? Yes, sir, we will. Okay. All right.
that was that that was part of that because yeah. i i mean i assume it's just a walkthrough situation like you would normally do on a thursday is that right yeah it'll be our normal thursday routine we'll yeah. do the exact same thing we do um you know on a, on a normal thursday the only difference is we'll do it in the morning and you know i wanted to wanted to go early in the morning this week so we could go ahead and get practice done and that way you know send the kids home and that way they can have some somewhat of a break and they're not sitting around all day waiting to go to practice uh, and then, you know, on the flip side of that, it also gives our coaches an opportunity to go ahead and get things ready to go um, for the next morning. So, uh, but yeah, for for Thanksgiving, you know, we'll 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 do just that and um, have our normal normal routine and try to try to stick to you know what 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 our process has been all year. You mentioned those two Mister um, Football finalists. How I guess how do you mentally prepare your kids to? to say hey you know these two are they're just they're just football players you know you got to go out there and do what you do how do you prepare them mentally for that well football is a team game as you know and um you know those two uh, final mr football finalists that they have are, are phenomenal players um but you know in addition to that elizabeth is a, is a really good football team um so you know, I'm sure we'll try to do some things and, and maybe um, scheme up some things for those two. But really, it's just going to come down to us having to out-execute Elizabethan. Um, you know, they, they do a great job of executing their schemes in all three phases. Um, you know, you can tell that they have a really good strength program uh, by the way their kids look. Um, and, you know, they're not overly complicated on either side of the ball, but they just really um, execute at a high level and are very, very efficient. You know, they're not going to turn the ball over. So, you know, our, our mentality and our, our message to our team has been, you know, regardless of, of who's on the field or what great players they have, you know, we, we got to worry about Nolansville. We got to focus on, on what we're doing and how we're going to execute um, if we're going to have any chance, you know, to, to advance on to, to the state championship game. So, you know, that's kind of been our message all year is, you know, let's play a faceless opponent each week and we just try to, you know, have the best week of preparation that we can have and execute the game plan that, that we've implemented that week. Um, and then go play the game. So that's what we'll, we'll try to do this week. And um, like I said, we'll, we'll be aware of those guys and where they're at. But at the same time, you know, it's a team game, and we're going to have to play a, a really good um, team football uh, on this Friday night. You know, conversely, Coach, um, you don't see many kids from this area commit to or sign with Long Island University. Um, talk a little bit about your quarterback, Ryder Gallardi, and – what he's done on the field and how he wound up at Long Island. Yeah, Ryder's uh, Ryder's the ultimate competitor. Uh, he's a phenomenal football player. He's a phenomenal young man. Uh, he's a phenomenal leader. He's um, done so much for our football program uh, since he's been here. You know, three-year starter and um, all the all the accomplishments and things that he's done. But he's really just a, the ultimate teammate and the ultimate competitor. And you know, his leadership, you know, is really really. Um, gotten us to where where we're at i mean he just is a, is a natural leader and kids rally around him uh and he's playing really good football for us right now i, I think there's no no question and, and Ryder may tell you that you know coming out of the off off season or what off season we had you know we, we had to knock some rust off there in a few games and um for whatever reason these last four or five games you know he's been playing at a very high level and and distrib- does a great job of distributing the football um to, to all the different weapons that we have on our offense um so yeah he's he's a phenomenal player and done a great job for us uh but how he ended up at long island really they just they they got on him quick man and they recruited him um the hardest and you know i think Ryder wanted to 
go ahead and, and get committed or, or have his recruitment figured out. That way he didn't have to worry about it during the season because he wanted to focus on, on Nolensville and, and enjoying his senior year. So, um, yeah, he just, like I said, they, they got on him early and, and recruited him hard and, you know, felt like it was a good fit for him. So he made the decision to commit there. That's, that's awesome. Um, again, Coach, you all advanced to the state semifinals last year. You lose a Tim Kutras who was – you know, one of the more versatile kids in the area, I would say. How did you go about getting this team back to this level? Did you feel like this was coming in a state semifinal team again? I felt like we had the pieces there to be a really good football team. Um, I really did. Now, um, you know, obviously we got returned our quarterback, which that's always a, a huge advantage anytime you can have a quarterback coming back. And then we had, you know, seven other starters on the offensive side of the ball. You know, we only lost one of our starting offensive linemen, so we had a lot of experience coming back there. Uh, and then, you know, defensively, we only returned two, uh, three starters, uh, so we were going to be inexperienced, and we knew that early on. And we kind of have been a work in progress on defense all year, and just been trying to get better each week. And you know, and the kids understanding, you know, what their job is and what their role is. And, and I think what's really allowing us to play really good team defense right now is the kids not only understand what their role is and what their job is, but how it fits into the grand scheme, uh, you know, of the defense. So um, I felt like we had, you know, a chance to be a good football team. I felt like we had, had the pieces there to, to make another run and, you know, credit to the kids for, for trusting that process and coming to work each week and and trying to get better. Um, And, and and here we are, you know, so um, just extremely proud of this group. You know, they come a long way, and, you know, there's nothing that I would want more than, than to play one more week with them. Coach Paul Derrick, the head football coach at Nolansville, joining us here on Coach's Corner, brought to you by From the Heart Cafe. Coach, this is an opportunity to play in Cookville. How, I guess, after last year's loss, how does that help to motivate this team to get to that next level? Well, I think just being on that stage, you know, that was our first time you know, ever being in the semifinals. Um, so just having that experience under our belt that we can rely on, you know, we, we didn't know what it was going to feel like. I mean, you can say whatever you want about, about you know, it's just another game or anything like that. But anytime you're playing, you know, in a state semifinal or in a state championship, it's going to feel a little different. You know, it's going to feel the electricity is going to be a little different. So I think uh, having that experience and, and going up there last year and playing in that game and, Obviously, it didn't turn out the way we wanted, but, you know, just being able to rely on that experience and, and then, you know, have have the game here at our place this year, you know, I think that's a, a big thing for us as well. Um, so, yeah, I just think that having done it once before, you know, obviously that takes away the uncertainty of it and our kids are going to know, you know, what, what that game is going to feel like. And we're playing the same team we played last year. So they're going to, you know, they're going to know what it feels like when they lean on you. They're going to know what, what's, you know, or be familiar with rather what schemes they're going to do. So, um, yeah, I think not only playing in that game last year, but also, you know, playing against Elizabeth and, and then playing them again this year, you know, I think there's just a lot of familiarity that, 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 that we can rely on. There you go. I'm really excited for this. I will be, we'll certainly be keeping an eye on your game and rooting for you, Coach, uh, as you try to slow down that Bryson Rollins, Troy Johnson attack. It's going to be, or Troy Hughes, I'm sorry, attack. It's, it's going to be a lot of, a difficult game for you, but we, we certainly believe you have the the capability to get to Cookville, and we'll be rooting for you. Well, I appreciate it, guys, and, you know, we're excited. Our kids are excited. 
and I appreciate you guys having me on. Absolutely. Once again, that is Nolensville head football coach Paul Derrick on Coach's Corner here, brought to you by From the Heart Cafe, located at 4384 Nashville Highway. Call them today. Get your pre-order in for Thanksgiving dinner, 931-364-4711. That's 931-364-4711. The pre-orders are not required, but they are encouraged as much as possible. And you can run by there tomorrow for $12 a person. You can get turkey and ham and dressing and cranberry sauce and green bean casserole and sweet potato casserole, corn, um, all kinds. I mean, more than that. I think that pretty well covers it. Yeah, they're, they're, there's a couple of others that I that I may have forgotten. Yeah, there's a lot. There's 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 way too many for me to list off here and and remember all of them off the top of my head. It's a ton of food. You're gonna get bread too. Mm-hmm. Desserts will also be available if you would like to purchase them separately. Twelve dollars a plate though gets you everything. And if you, I believe there's family pricing available as yeah, well. Yeah, so if you need, if you need a pan of dressing or something like that, make who doesn't sure, need a pan of dressing? Make sure you call. Yeah, because you have to call ahead of time to get that. But you can get it all right there from the Heart from Cafe the heart. in Chapel Hill. When we come back, we will talk more high school football on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Men Tennessee Bone and Joint. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. 12 minutes to the top of the 10 o'clock hour. Thanks to Paul Derrick for joining us here on this Wednesday, Coach's Corner. We appreciate that. Checking out all the Black Friday deals because I plan to not be partaking in any of them. (laughs) So if I'm going to... I think that's the smart move. See what you're missing, huh? Essentially, yeah. Um, I did that once. Um, I did too. Jody got me up at like four o'clock in the morning to get out and and do some Black Friday slash Christmas shopping, and you know, and there were some deals out there, but uh, it just there's not a lot that I want to get up at four o'clock in the morning for. Now going to Mobile to see an All American baseball game is a different situation, but but Black Friday shopping. 
uh, hard pass. I will say, so the the one time that I went, it was back when they were doing that stupid six o'clock on Thanksgiving night thing, mm-hmm. and my grandmother and I went to Walmart to get her a television because she needed a television for upstairs mm-hmm. in her little area. So I thought, well, what better time than Black Friday to do such? Especially when Black Friday's on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Huh? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, because we're already down there. I mean, it was just like, whatever, let's, let's go do it. So we did. Uh, got her a TV, and I got me a 32-inch Westinghouse cheap TV for $150. Now, you can buy them right now for 130 um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but that television is still hanging on my wall six years later how was the crowd oh brutal yeah thank black friday's the worst you you earn those discounts oh you did i will say this that this was the best part of it i i wanted a crock pot i don't know why i was just so i needed that ten dollar crock pot but i was like i'm not standing in this line were you married yet no I'm like, I need this $10 crock pot really bad. So I decided. Were you courting somebody that. Uh, maybe. I, I was this some courtship of Sarah? I did have were... my own place. I, I mean, I had my, this was back in, uh, when I was in, when I was in uh, Moulton. It's just, it's just an odd item to seek out for as a single, single guy. A single guy. A young single guy. Dude, do you know how bad I don't want to cook? <laughs> Especially when you're going, because at that time I was a sports editor of the weekly paper there, and so I mean I was, and I was single, so I was going to games Monday night, Tuesday night, Thursday night, Friday night. <laughs> I mean, I wanted something to be ready when I got home, so I wanted this ten dollar crock pot, but I was like, I'm not standing in line for it, I'm not going to fight anybody over it, so I just do whatever. Get to the checkout aisle, and somebody had laid one down, and the, I asked the person oh, wow. in front of me, I was like, Is that your crock pot? And they said no. I said, Sweet. <laughs> Picked up that ten dollar crock pot. There you go. They had put it down. I just got to say though, single, covering games every night of the week. Two words, Waffle House. I didn't. Well, one we didn't have a Waffle House in Moulton. Oh, Alabama. my bad. I, okay. We had a Huddle House, and well, you know that. <laughs> you know how that yeah, goes. Never for mind. Me. The crock pot was probably a pretty good move. <laughs> um, so I, I mean, I, I cooked a lot of Boston butts and and barbecue and just left it for a while <laughs> did a you, lot of you that. know and, and in retrospect that's probably not a bad move yeah a lot cheaper i'll i'll allow uh a boston a boston butt, butt in yeah. a slow cooker a single man out every night of the week I'll i mean that's that. that's i i sandwiches for a week i'd hesitate yeah, to yeah. call that barbecue but it's not i mean it's just pulled yeah. pork or but, pulled but it's quite edible. Oh, it's good. I'm not saying it's not good, but yeah. you know, to to call it barbecue. No, I mean it's no not. Smoke it's not involved. smoked. There's but, no right. smoke involved. But that's a whole other conversation. But again, as a single guy, it's it's a pretty strong yes, move. I, absolutely. I'll, I'll give you props. You got to do what you got to do. I was. I mean, the first the first two months that I that I lived in Moulton, I lived in the extended stay hotel there, and had a. Griddle, and that was my entire. Yeah, but you had maid service, right? Uh, no, not an extended. No, stay. they don't. They don't come trust clean me, your room. Trust me, this place was. I've never stayed in the extended. Stay. This is not like a no. This was like the motel. Okay. Like mm-hmm. the motel. Yeah. The no-tail motel motel. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> anyway, long story uh, there. Hamburger Helper was a big I single ha- guy. 
thing when I was. I'll tell you a story about Hamburger Helper off the air because it's 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 bad. I ate it every day for like four years. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Okay. Let's talk hoops. What do you say? <laughs> it's a much more appetizing topic, huh? <laughs> it is. It is. Especially after yesterday. We had a big day yesterday as JP and I went over to Centennial for the Cougar Classic and uh, got a chance to hang out with him doing a little play-by-play action and watching the Summit Spartans. Um, I don't want to call them the JV team. But certainly missing half of their You saw some guys team. yesterday that you're not going to see under optimal circumstances. Correct. Yeah. Um, that being said, Alex Pollard, son of our friend Daniel Pollard. Oh, okay. Led the way with 13 points, including three trays. Was Daniel there? He was. Talk to him after the game. So who was selling stuff? Uh, that's a great question. They must have shut down the whole store. <laughs> shut down Jones and Lang. We're playing it too. Everybody take off. <laughs> or everybody stay here because I'm not gonna be. I'm not exactly. So yeah, that was a it was it was a pretty good game though. At one time, Summit took the lead. What was it? 46-44. Yeah. And then got outscored like 13 or 14 to to two to close this the game uh for smyrna but smyrna was obviously they have all of their players they had a little bit extra time to practice i mean this was summit's first game so a bunch of these freshmen and sophomores stepping on a varsity court for the first time that's that's intimidating i'll tell you what some of these teams some of these basketball teams that do have a sizable contingent that play football, either have just come out of football or are still in football, I really admire them for getting out there because they could easily just say, hey, we're not going to play until we get our guys, and a lot of folks do. But, um, you know, Jim Fay taking this as an opportunity to get his younger guys some run under the lights. And particularly in 2020, it might be something that pays off at some point. We talked yeah. about that on the mm-hmm. air. Yeah, there's no question that, uh, you know, seeing those young guys getting that experience and, um, I, you know, you said it. I mean, that's that was that was key. And, you know, kudos to Faye for for putting his team out there. And um, they've right. got they've got some young talent. And I think Bradley Stewart yeah. and Alex Pollard will both be really good players. I think Jace Kirby, Kirby is, is, I a, is, think a, very, will also is a very good contribute backup. quite quite often. Yeah. Canada Works will likely be the the starting point guard, but I think Jace Kirby has mm-hmm. has a chance to play a little bit. Uh, under. He had a good court awareness and presence about him. He did, he did. They did a good job. And and I think Marcus White can contribute too. He had foul trouble, so we didn't get to see a whole lot of him. But uh, but it looked like he would have been a focus if he had not if he had been able to be on the floor a lot more. I also don't think he'll be playing that position because be. he was playing the five yesterday. Yeah. And he's maybe six two. Yeah. Um, so I I think he will play a little bit less mm-hmm. that position and get uh, and contribute more from somewhere else. Yeah. So there's that. Um, but they yes, uh, Summit falls to Smyrna in their season opener. That final score was fifty one forty. 
Uh, Smyrna outscored Summit 19 to 11 in the fourth quarter. Like I said, Summit took the lead in the fourth, and then uh, Smyrna went on a run to close it out. Schaefer Outlaw, best name of the year so far. All name team, definitely. He's definitely on the all name team. Schaefer Outlaw. That was a Smyrna kid. He scored two points for for the Bulldogs. <laughs> got his name in the um, box score. Huh? Got his name in the box score and uh, a lot of fun to say. So uh, I thought another good name, Chico McDowell. Yeah, Chico. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. And I heard you guys mention a a guy from Smyrna who should be on the um, the All Mustache Team. Oh, yeah. oh Lath Altai. Yeah. That guy. That was solid. <laughs> solid Especially stash. for a 16-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they grow them fast and smart uh, enough. Yeah. Tell you. Oh, man. And uh, finally, I was at Santa Fe Grace Christian last night as the Santa Fe boys got Brad Slaughter's first ever win at Grace Christian. He told me after the game, he was like, you know, this has become kind of quite a little rivalry. <laughs> and he said, I've never won here. Well, this is, what, his third year, I guess? Second? I think he's including JV when he was oh, coaching. Middle, middle school yeah, or whatever. Okay. So, anyway, they get a 65 to um, 65-54 win, outscoring Grace Christian 23-13 to in the fourth quarter behind 32 points. From Andy Slaughter. 32 points and, and 12, 12 boards. boards. Mm. Big night for Andy Slaughter. Colton Stewart had 17. Weston McClanahan 11 to lead Santa Fe's boys. Uh, Grace Christian knocked down 10 threes, but couldn't. That was about all they had. The girls' side, Grace Christian 60, Santa Fe 39. Um, big night from Emmy Bates, who led all scores with 20 points. So congratulations to that young lady. And tough loss, but I think Jonathan Slaughter has some ideas on how to continue getting better. We'll put it that way. All right. When we come back, we will talk about your trip to Summertown and why you were at Summertown and not your originally scheduled destination. That was not. We'll talk about that, as you said. On the other side of this break, this is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay with us. The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by The Rock Place, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, By Design Cabinetry, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years, specializing in orthopedic injuries. Their OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. 
Yes, there is. We've all seen at least three times. That's right. How catch him? Little small town Saturday night. One of the songs to the soundtrack of my youth. I know, right? I'm yelling. I'm yelling. I get it. <laughs> What's the hurry, son? Where you gotta go? Man. Hal Ketchum from, I think he's from Wayne County. Really? Huh. I didn't know that. I, I'm, I did not know that. Uh, he, he's, I'm sorry. No, he's not. That's not Hal Ketchum. Are you it thinking somebody of, else. I was um, thinking of. Uh, not David Colley. Mark Colley. Well, they are, both, they are both from that's Wayne was, County because they're brothers. Yeah. Mark Colley. That's what I was thinking of. No. Well, you, Hal Ketchum is from Texas. I'm now, sorry. You know who David Colley is, right? I do. Okay. So right. that's. Yeah. That's how I got confused there. Mm-hmm. But ain't, no, um, how catch him? Um, legendary country music artist, obviously, with this song right here. This was this was huge in the mm-hmm. '90s. This was one of the biggest songs. Great lyrics. Oh, fantastic! It's exactly what you think. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, the world must be flat because when people leave town, they never come back. Sure. Man, a lot of truth in that. How catch him? Passed away yesterday. He was battling dementia and Alzheimer's. He had quit. Um, he had quit going to uh, the Opry and performing about a year ago. And here it is. There it is. Lucy, you know the world must be flat. Why is that? Because when people leave town, they never come back. Mm. So prophetic. It, <laughs> it really is. I mean, if you, if you live in a small town, you know exactly what this means. <laughs> oh, man, because if you ever leave, you, you tend not to come back. But if you don't leave, you, you know. You don't leave. That's it. <laughs> I'm an outlier in that uh, regard. Yeah, in so you, many you, aspects of my life, I am an outlier. Like my Thanksgiving ravioli. You are very <laughs> That's definitely an outlier. Not that it's a bad thing. Yeah. Oh man! Buck the trend. I'm glad we played that though. Little, little how catching for you, right here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. Today, news and weather coming up in 15 minutes. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, yeah, you know, Doug Supernall, whose kid played for the Titans. That was he. He Supernal, passed away. Yeah. yeah, passed away not long really? ago. And then, uh, of course, we talked about Billy Joe Shaver, John Prine. 2020's been a tough year for country for for real country music fans for for country music fans who like country music. <laughs> um, you can hear stuff like that on Brenda Lynn's show. That's right. You can on one of three seven. She'll, she'll, she'll be, be back. Back by the way, Monday next the thirtieth. Yeah, Monday next week. We're really excited Off to see of, her. Off uh, of COVID and uh, holiday and and all of that, she'll be back, raring to go. Huh? Looking forward to having her back in the studio. Speaking of COVID, speaking of. Um, <laughs> So our Tuesday night schedule included, as we had spoken to during Tuesday morning's show, a Division II District Three doubleheader as Middle Tennessee Christian was supposed to have visited Columbia Academy. Well, about, what, 3.30 maybe? <laughs> yeah. We got a phone call that... um Middle Tennessee Christians girls had been quarantined because they had played 
community on Monday night and a community girls player had tested positive for COVID-19. So, gotcha. So they were contact traced. So they were contact traced. They were put in quarantine. And so the That's decision brutal. by Columbia Academy officials was made to just bang the whole thing and reschedule it at a later date rather than just playing the boys game and then playing the girls game at a later date. So, um, and, you know, it, it, it looks like this is kind of going to kind of be the case as the season goes much like football was yeah absolutely it's it's already affected summit as they were supposed to host rockville on this coming uh, on tuesday this coming tuesday yeah december 1st and that won't happen because rockville is dealing with some COVID issues therefore summit is looking for a december 1st game coaches if you're listening (laughs) need a game (laughs) We need we need a uh, COVID game portal like we have the transfer portal. I think there, there is, is one, one is actually. There? <laughs> there's yeah. there's a group. we're n- we're not privy to it. Yeah, but I there th- is a group text at least amongst coaches. Coaches, okay. Yeah, uh, I've said <laughs> looking for a game, got a game, need a game, and, yeah. and no. BCAT does a lot of that. Yeah, the, the coaches association does a really good job of helping folks find games across the area across the entire state right so they they do a really good job helping there but yeah it's it's, it's tough so you instead went to summertown i instead went to summertown where the lady eagles and eagles took on triple a foe page and the lady eagles come up with a big 66 52 victory there um katie burdett solid on the volleyball court Yes, solid on the basketball court as well. Finished with fourteen points, and you know, as as impressive as she was in her performance, I was equally, if not more, impressed by the way. One, she does her work before she gets the ball. Two, their guards do a great job of getting her the ball when she's open, or even if she's not open in a in a way that she can do something where she catches it done they they do a phenomenal job i think of crossing the ball particularly against zone and then dropping it down into her and and when she gets it down there around the low block she's money man yeah she's gonna finish yeah and so what you're six one you're gonna do that six two yeah but you know i mean Paige physically matched up with her fairly well. They had the height to to kind of give her problems. She just she's just so fundamentally sound down there, finishes with both hands. And it's all about the footwork. Yeah. Which helps it multi sport athletes, man. Yeah. And and she's definitely that. Um the senior point guard Jenna Brazier finished with I think eleven points, um three threes. Um Ansley Burleson off the bench with 11 points and three threes. And Haley Jones, Haley Jones and Riley Long are kind of the, the quote, glue guys for this team. You know, they, they don't typically garner a lot of attention. But when you look up, you know, they've, they've been part of winning efforts, you know, going to the glass, getting on the ground for balls, that kind of thing. But Haley Jones finished with 12 points in that ball game. Um, but Mo, Summertown is a glue factory. Oh, <laughs> 
for athletics. Yeah. Oh, without question. Yeah, we a lot of those glue we've guys. We've talked about it. I mean, already they've won state championships in girls golf and volleyball this year. And, you know, to listen to Katie Embry talk, they feel like they're getting ready to win another one. So, so stay tuned. And softball ain't going to be far behind because Haley Jones is a UNA signing. Mm-hmm. And, on um, the diamond. And, and Kaylee Campbell, who is a golf sign, he also plays softball. So, so they, they've just really got a lot of great things going on in girls' athletics down there at Summertown right now. Lily Wilkin for Paige scored a game high 23 points with four threes in the loss. Um, boys' side, they kind of flipped the script. Paige featuring 6'10", Jaime Hernandez, 6'5", Thomas Seaman. Um just created some size issues that that summertown really wasn't able to to answer um in a 73 65 page win um seaman finishes with 21 including four threes i mean and and i don't know that summertown is really used to six five stepping out behind the arc and knocking down threes let alone six ten and and what i what i enjoyed about this six ten kid is he plays like he's 6'10". I mean, he doesn't bring the ball down. He plays he, like he's he, supposed to. He keeps it up over his head. He chins it. And, and, you know, Summertown kind of picked up a couple of fouls trying to reach and slap and that kind of thing. And You can't do that. Yeah, exactly. And so, but um, Gavin Burleson with 31 points in the loss for Summertown. So, um, nice night. Anytime you get to go someplace that – Folks are texting you and saying you're at the best gym in Tennessee. Yeah, that's a good night. Where, where do you set up shop? Do you crawl up into the eagle's nest? No. No? Have no. you been up there? No. It's a it's a great view up there. I, uh, every time when I call games there, I that's, like to go to that's the where corner. we go. I like to get, for me, I like to get behind the scorer's table. Okay. You know, that way when the officials are making foul calls you and that kind of thing, eye, I, think, I yeah. can see. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that that's where I prefer to be when that's available. That but, doesn't always work like Grace Christian, who has a stage on one side and bleachers on the other. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you have to improvise sometimes. Yeah. I um, I think, I think at Grace the the scores table is on the stage. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I sat on the stage next to the scores table when I go. There. Had I been doing that, I would have been at the drum set. Oh, okay. Is that in an end zone or is this on no, the side? No, it's it's, it's, on, it's at center court. It's a side. The stage yeah, is there's is, only yeah. one side of bleachers. Oh wow. Yeah. Very and the and the it for anyone who is who 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 has OCD, the court is off center because of it. <laughs> and they have words on the wall that are not centered with the court; they're centered with the wall. It's very confusing. <laughs> I had never – I've seen the words, but I hadn't paid attention to where they were relative to the court itself. But, yeah. I and, was very, very sad. I was going to say, and Mo, you know this. When he says people with OCD, he's meaning himself. Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have OCD. <laughs> you know, I, I rearranged oh, my, my office, which is a you know, recording studio as well, last week. And when he walked in, he, he couldn't walk all the way in. <laughs> He couldn't. He had to stop and said, "Wait a minute. Hold on. Oh, this, hold this on. doesn't look right. Hold up. Wait a minute. Yeah. 
And, and, we got it fixed so he can now enter. And not just that, but JP intended on it being the way that I needed it to be <laughs> in order for me to physically look at it Lord. and not close my eyes when I came in. Oh, goodness gracious. Um, so, so are you Sheldon? <laughs> just a little. <laughs> What's so funny is when I, when I decorate like at the house, though, we like I'm the kind of guy who like I can put one thing on one side of the fireplace and not something on the other. I'm, I, I can be asymmetrical there, but Sarah cannot. <laughs> Sarah has to have two lamps. There on, has to be balance. Uh, huh? has to be a lamp on either side mm-hmm. of the couch. I'm good with just one. But put something on a wall that's not center and I lose <laughs> my mind. <laughs> lose my mind. I bet wow. it's interesting uh, at your house decorating for Christmas. Mm. It's really not, because I, 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 I just kind of let her do that. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, she decorates her fall and, and Christmas. Because you know it's and temporary. And I'm just like, eh, it's, all, it's not come, that big of a deal. It'll come down in a month. But, I, I mean, our, our, you know, our mantle looks really nice. It's got, it. it's very balanced, so I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> in some other hoops action last night, Summit played in the Creekwood Classic over at Creekwood. And defeated the host Red Hawks 36-33 behind 11 points from Maya Kratzig, 9 from Claudette Kratzig. 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 <laughs> I don't know if that's how you say it. Or I don't know, that but sounds it sounds fun. good. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, on the road, Columbia Central's boys and girls both improved to 4-0. The boys with a 47-42 win over Marshall County. Q Martin. 20 points. Jordan Davis off the bench with 10. Uh, the girls win 40-38 to 38 behind 16 points from Josie Parks, including three three-pointers. So, um, both those teams really headed in the right direction through the opening portion of the season, each at 4-0. and For Columbia Central's girls, that 4-0 and matches last year's 4-21 and finish. So, this would be better. Um, finally, down in Linville, Richland's girls fell to Houston County 50-41 to despite 27 points and a pair of threes from Jesse Jennings. The boys won 55-44 over Houston County. Daniel Nicholson with 22 points. Trey Luna with 19 and five threes. So, Richland stays undefeated as well, the boys. There you go. Semi-breaking news on mm. the college football front. Uh, Nick Savannah DeFonte Sta- Saban. <laughs> <laughs> Autocorrect's a beautiful thing, isn't it? The text from Clayton Harris that we get is that Nick Savannah has COVID. DeFonte Saban. Saban. <laughs> I was like, who? <laughs> anyway, apparently Nick Saban has tested positive for COVID-19 and will not coach Alabama against Auburn on Saturday Hold on. Does he have those three days for negative results like he did last time? Could this be another false positive? But I don't think that's going to happen. It sounds as if maybe Nick's not as concerned with coaching against Auburn as he was against Georgia. Apparently. Because he was pretty adamant Mm -hmm. that time around. For good reason. Or Or maybe he's symptomatic this time, and it's like, you know what? I'm... I'm I'm just gonna stay home and let Miss Terry pass me my Thanksgiving meal under the door or whatever. Good call. Yeah. 
you know, if you're going to be stuck at home, this is a good week to be stuck at home. Unless you've lost your taste and smell. Well, that's true. <laughs> if that's a, one of the symptoms, then it is horrible. That's a good point, Mo. It's a very valid point. Yeah. Touche. I'm trying to do some addition here. Don't hurt yourself. Yeah, yeah I, that's, that's what I'm struggling with here is... Um, It looks like, and I don't, I don't know how many games Richland has played, but five, I believe. Okay, well, I don't think we have one, two. They played two last week. They played two on Saturday. They played last night. Gotcha. So the two on Saturday. Let's see here. I'm at and seventy. She scored fifty points in those two games. I'm at seventy four. Um. So plus twenty three. Is 20, 97? 27. 97? No. She had 27 last night. Listen. Okay. I'm at 74. All right, <laughs> I yeah. need to add 23. <laughs> okay. I don't know where the 23 yes. is coming from, but yeah, that's 97. Well, okay. she scored 50 mm-hmm. in one day. She scored 27 in one game, which mm-hmm. means she scored 23 in the other. That's where the 23 comes from. <laughs> so I'm at 74. I needed 20 because I didn't see that second game. Mm-hmm. So, so we're at 90. What, what, seven. 97. So well, that's exactly 1900. And she, I, I could do that math. 1803 plus 97 is 1900. Got that one quick. <laughs> Look at you with the big brain. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so he said all that to say this Jesse Jennings is 100 points short of 2000 for her career. There we go. We got there. That's where I was going with that. <laughs> Y'all were talking, and I was trying to do the math, and I was like, please keep talking, please keep talking, please keep talking, because <laughs> I couldn't – I didn't know how many games they'd played, and I, and I didn't realize the two on Saturday. That That's where I was like, okay, well, we got 74, and yeah. I'm glad you said that because I wouldn't have gotten that, that extra you. 23 there. <laughs> I'm here for you. <laughs> it's teamwork. makes the dream work. There we go. <laughs> on the other side of the break, we have Heath Jackson, Craig McGeehee from Fayetteville – Tiger Radio. They will join us to talk about the Fayetteville City Tigers semifinal game. First chance. Are are Fayetteville looking for their first ever state finals bid in high school football? So get a chance to talk about that one on the other side of the break. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Welcome in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Coming up on the bottom of the 10 o'clock hour, 
as we prepare for high school football on Friday night. We will prepare for that as well as we prepare turkey and ham and dressing and whatnot. And as well as Maurice prepares the macaroni and cheese. Yes, sir. (laughs) And if we prepare as well as he does his macaroni and cheese, we should be well prepared. We should be in good shape. We'll be all right, (laughs) as Jeremy Pruitt would say. All right. I wish, well, anyway. You wish Tennessee football was Was all right? right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Same. Oh, man. I'll tell you who is all right. Hmm. The Fayetteville City Tigers, they are preparing to take on a, well, defending state champion, but also a a Lake County team that's got a new coach and got a little help getting to the semifinals. Yeah. Um, Lake County, which finished second in Region 7-1A, coming off of that state championship a year ago. But the three seed beat the one seed in the second round. Yeah. So, it's a whole mess. It, it is. But, um, you know, with the buys coming out of Memphis and that kind of thing, Lake County opened postseason play with a 26-14 win in the second round over Dresden, followed that up with a big 42-8 win over West Carroll. So, um, I don't think this week's going to be quite that easy. No, the Falcons are on a little bit of a roll offensively. I think Fayetteville will have something to say about that as they go out to West Tennessee Friday night. They they certainly will. And to talk about that game, we have with us the voice of the Fayetteville City Tigers, Heath Jacks, and his counterpart, Craig McGee. Guys, welcome in. Hey, thanks for having us on, guys. Yeah, appreciate it. And happy Thanksgiving to y'all. Well, happy Thanksgiving to you all as well. Appreciate that. Maurice, that uh, macaroni and cheese sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you can probably find some good macaroni and cheese a little closer to Fayetteville than Franklin, but if not, come on up, man. I'm sure we'll right. have plenty. <laughs> right. That's just a hot chip and a jump. There you go. Yeah, it's a, it's not it's not a slaw burger, but, you know, <laughs> from Ken's. It's not a slaw burger from Ken's, but it's close. Oh, yeah. Some good slaw burgers over there. Ain't no doubt. Guys, thanks so much for taking some time out today. You know, after last season and the disappointing end to Fayetteville's year last year, this has kind of been a a team on a mission, would you say? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You know, last year they went 10-0 in the regular season on the field. Now, no matter what the record books say at the end over that controversial ending there. But, you know, they were playing last year after a teammate was killed in a car accident. You know, they had the motto, State for Tate, Tate Tootin. And this year, they're still, you know, they're, they're driven by that. They're driven by the fact that they got, you know, they think they should have gotten in last year because I think last year's team actually would have, you know, had a real good shot at the the golden ball. A little bit more actually, probably than this year. Well, yeah, you know, because they had more seniors. Well, that and there's a team over in East Tennessee that's playing for something pretty special too. So, <laughs> yeah, no doubt at South Pitt. Yeah, that's who you're talking about. I'm sure. Oh, no doubt. Uh, you know, but and, and not to take away from the team that South Pittsburgh's playing. I'm sure. 
but they've sort of got the heavy hands how Pittsburgh does. Oh, no question. But this this Fayetteville team, you know, I've seen them a couple of times this year. There have been times where they were dominant and times where it felt like they were just kind of getting through games. Now, in the playoffs, what have you guys seen? Because, you know, that Richland game, 20-6, to and they were scoreless in the second half. Um, of course, against Mount Pleasant, it was it, hard to hard to understand because you know the 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 interception, the touchdown right before halftime really put that game away. Um, yeah. But they did give up some big plays in the second half. Other than that, though, this team has really played well throughout the year. Tell us a little bit about what what you guys have seen as a whole. Yeah, well, I know what you're talking about. Uh, and Coach Morrison, we've been talking to him. And uh, he, uh, especially early on, like you said, the Mount Pleasant game, the Richland game, uh, they they had points to where they was getting up in the first half and then kind of, like you said, uh, just kind of putting on cruise control in the second half. That's something all year long that uh, Coach Morrison has been trying to get over to his, his, his players and to try to – Fix that, and I believe they have done that here in the playoffs. They really, pretty much, you know, took the man in the playoffs per, uh, pretty much complete game. I mean, that the Moore County game last Friday night, me and Heath was talking. That was, uh, I would say, the uh, probably one of the best high school football games I've ever seen. I played high school ball myself, and uh, it was, and they're, they're pretty much got that under control now. I think. Yeah, they really, uh, I think, played their best overall game of the season. Uh, against Moore County. That's, know, but, that's, a, that's a game we thought that Fayetteville could have lost. So, Oh, yeah, absolutely. Moore County, you know, had only lost one game previously the whole season, and, well, that was to us. <laughs> In another close nail-biter. But sometimes, you know, the thing about Fayetteville is sometimes they do play a little – down to the competition, mm-hmm. you know, if it seems like a little bit easier. They seem to be less towards the end of the season, though. I think as the playoffs got a little closer, they got a little hungrier. And keep in mind, this is a young team, by the way. We don't have like six or seven seniors on the team, so it's Jeez. this young. Most are freshmen and sophomores. It's not just a young team. It's a young program. You guys hit the field in 2013 under um, – one of my all-time favorite coaches, Alvin Palmer, um, right. who guided this program through its first six seasons. A um, couple of nine and threes back in 2015 and 2016. Um, he stepped down at the end of the 18th season. Kenny Morrison comes in. Obviously, you guys had the fantastic year last year and um, didn't get to play that out coming back around this time. What has enabled this team to become such an impactful program in such a short period of time? Well, I think it all begins with Coach Morrison. He came from 25 years as a coordinator at a big 6A program out of Alabama at Decatur. And Decatur's, you know, got a good program. And he commands respect from these kids. There were a lot of Times I think the years before where some of the kids are getting a little disillusioned, maybe not, you know, some of the athletes were playing basketball but not football. And he's pulled a lot of these kids out of the hall. And, he again, players that 
you know, he was telling me about guys that the teachers are like, oh, this guy will never show up for practice. You're just wasting your time getting him. Well, that player never missed a practice. You know, right. he's getting these guys to buy into his program. But not, but and also, and that's right. That's a good point, Heath, and and, and Maurice, to your point too. Right, it was started with uh, you know, Coach Palmer did though, you know, give him a lot of credit. He had to t- come in here with a new high school in 2013, and uh, and bring uh, bring his program up to where Coach Morris could take it over and 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 and, and like he said, uh, bring it even to a more higher standard. Even, but yeah, uh, Coach Palmer is one of my coaches in high school. I played at Lincoln County, and he's my defensive coach along with uh, head coach John Meadows, and I played down here at Lincoln County High School. But Coach Palmer, I love Coach Palmer. He's a good guy, good coach. And he got it started, and Coach Morris is keeping it going. What from this from from what you know right now? What do you expect out of Lake County? And again, new coach from last year, Josh Pickett leaves, takes the position over at Shelbyville. They've got a new coaching staff. They lost um, some key folks from last year. How has that impacted what they do? Well, from what I understand from uh, what I've heard from Lake County this season is. They might be a little bit down from last year, but they're still – they've been to those big games. Uh-huh. So they're not going to be intimidated by the atmosphere and so forth playing in a court, uh, or semifinal, rather. And so they're going to be up for it. They've got a great running back. I think their quarterback's a decent passer. Um, other than that, I'm not sure what to expect. A decent defense, which we've got a very good – running back ourselves so it's it's going to be just to line them up put on the chin straps and go yeah they got off a big offensive line too though i've, I've noticed they've got they got some size up front and that's that the, they do i remember you tell me they got some 300 pounders on right. those. a couple of them that's pretty big for 1a that's right <laughs> that <is. laughs> i mean we got some big boys but i mean that, that we're a little bit bigger than ours some <laughs> cornbread fed Catfish bread guys. There you go. Um, you talked about that running back of y'all's. Talk a little more about that guy. Yeah, KJ Jackson. Before the season, Coach Morrison said we've got a freshman that has the potential to be the best running back I've ever coached. Not just because you know at one A football, but through all his years at Decatur also. He said, this kid is special. And he has, I believe he's got over, well, almost 1,400 yards well, this year when you consider, well, he had 1,200 almost through the end of the regular season. Right. He had over 1,200 yards and, and 11 touchdowns uh, through the regular season. He is, he's pushing now. He's had, uh, he should be pushing 2,000 yards now with three playoff games. So I, I've got 13. Close. I don't have official stats. But he, I've he's got 1,358. 1358. 113. No, that's uh that's through 12 games on yeah, max yeah, per right. yeah. So, but still 113 yards a game, 13 touchdowns, you know. Yeah, but he's and not the only, he's not the only guy. You've got Graham Pace who has Graham Pace was the guy who who destroyed both Mount, Richland and, and Mount, Mount Pleasant. Pleasant. He was yeah, kind of the he, change of pace back. Yeah, to, 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 right. <laughs> good pun there. As we always say pace is a different pace. You know, you've always heard you get I didn't even try that. Thunder, 
<laughs> that wasn't even, I didn't even think about it. So thank you for <laughs> thank you for that. I appreciate you giving me the props on something I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, but you've always heard, you know, like banks that are different styles, lightning and thunder. We've got lightning and very, very close thunder. All right. right. See, these these guys are crackling right on top of us. You know, KJ, sometimes they key on them and it, you know, he'll bust a big one. And then kind of like Derrick Henry, you know, a couple of times he stopped for a loss, stopped for a two-yard gain. But then they'll throw Grand Pace in there. A lot of times it's the Wildcat. When he's in the Wildcat, it's hard to stop. Right. And he tore Moore County up in the fourth quarter by it. They done the exact same thing. Coach Morrison went to the Wildcat with ground pace and, and kind of took KJ out there. And he just uh, – That was a turning point, I believe, in that game. It was. Well, I, I feel like, you know, that's one of the things that you guys have, have seen change in this program is the, the coaching style, but also just giving, you know, giving the kids some something – to look forward to and now they are playing for a their first trip to the state championship game and for a young program like Fayetteville that's got to be exciting it is and the people of Fayetteville are rallying around these kids they're going to be at the school to uh Friday morning for a big 945 send-off for the guys and it, it is exciting because I believe that this program is one that has the potential now to be a power for a few years at least because we've got good athletes coming up in middle school as well as, again, a lot of the impact players on this team are uh, freshmen, sophomores, and juniors. And basically freshmen and sophomores. Basically, right. We got a few juniors, and then so yeah. yeah, they're they're excited. They're you know we getting the community behind us. It seems like you know for a long time, or Lincoln County rather, the Falcons. Yeah, who were, <laughs> it's LC Falcons that we're playing, by the way. This that's <laughs> interesting. That is interesting. But still, you know, they've been the main dog here in uh, Fayetteville for a long time. But we're finally trying to get Fayetteville City. It's like, hey, these kids also need to be followed because they're the, the best athletes, I believe. Well, uh, they certainly have been very good all year. That defense, uh, you know, you talk about uh, Antonio Ibarra with 10 tackles for loss this year. He's a junior. You've got Calvin Hughes, who's a freshman. He's got six tackles for loss. You know, just 73 tackles for loss for this team throughout the year. That's a, that's a lot. That's oh, a- yes, absolutely. And um, I was – I'm sleeping. Braxton Wilson. Yeah, Braxton Wilson. Yeah, Braxton Wilson. Coach Morrison said earlier, we he was he's such a nice guy off the field. We <laughs> wanted him to be meaner on the field. <laughs> and he's ended up with – 60-something tackles, I believe, through the end of the season. And I believe he's one of the leading tacklers, if not the leading tackler on the team. And he can he's a very good open field tackler. And also, Graham Pace plays on both sides of the mm-hmm. ball. And he's an exceptional linebacker. He is. We got, you know, just a, the defense has 
played. They've been uh, pretty much all year long. But Ben, as me and Heath always said in the press box up there, calling the game. But Ben, but don't break defense. But here, in the, and they really stoutened up here. If, that's a, if I could say stoutened, uh, I'm old country boy. <laughs> and, uh, they stoutened up here in the uh, uh, playoffs for sure. And uh, and so uh, and only holding Moore County to 29 points in Moore County, you know, with. Uh, with the, the, that great ball quarterback they got in uh, Tyler Parker, what a player he was, or he is still going to be one of the finalists for the Mr. Football. But they held them with 29 points, and they was averaging in the playoffs well over 40, and during the season close to 40. So, uh, you know, they, they stopped up and played real well. Stiffened up. How, Stiffened. How about Stiffened. They there you go. I'm still going to stick with Stoughton, though. Okay. <laughs> uh, Heath, Heath Jacks and uh, Craig McGee here with us on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Guys, what time will you go live on Friday night? 7 o'clock. You'll go we live right at here. 7. Yep. On WGRM? And, and, what, what's the what, what's uh, WWYTM FM uh, 105.5 on your dial. And also, they've got a Mixler account to it. So, MX, I mean, MIXLR.com. Just search WYTM and you can pick it up on the WYTM. There you right, go. Right, WYTM. There's you another one, JP. Put them on the, the whip around coverage. Um, guys, we appreciate your time this morning and talking about hey, the Fayetteville City Tigers. Absolutely. Yeah, go Tigers. We appreciate it. Yeah, go Tigers. The Fayetteville City Tigers will be playing friday night they host uh, no they go to they lake county so that's going to be a lot Big of fun. difference yeah that's <laughs> going to be a lot of fun for them um but when we come back it's wild and wacky wednesday the wildest and wackiest news from across the country and the world uh we got a really good story for all you deer hunters out there uh you're definitely going to tune in <laughs> on the other side of this break Quarter till 11 on Wednesday. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. We'll be right back after this. Stay tuned. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. 11 minutes to the top of the hour, and it is Wild and Wacky Wednesday. We are going to bring this to you each and every week. Thanks to our friends at JJ's Barbecue. JJ's Barbecue located on Hatcher Lane. The oldest family-owned restaurant, uh, barbecue restaurant in Columbia. And such great folks over there. We appreciate them and all that they do for Columbia and our radio station. Absolutely. 
Get the mule kicker. Get the mule kicker. Get the loaded potato soup. Get both if you can. <laughs> take some, you're going to take some home with you, though. Uh, you're going to have to take a lot home if you get both. Yeah. But, yes, they are located on Hatcher Lane. Make sure to uh, get jjsbarbecue.com. Barbecue with a C. Spell it out. Barbecue, C-E-U-E. And uh, order online or just go see them for lunch. It's always a good idea. But yes, Wild and Wacky Wednesday. Here we go. All right, so yesterday, Dylan Sorensen, um, I'm sorry, Dylan Sorensen set a record in May when he ran a mile in four minutes and 37 seconds while dribbling a basketball. Apparently, he set that record. Um, but the record was broken multiple times in the ensuing months. So you know what he said? He said, <laughs> we're going to try it again. There the you go. North Carolina track coach is who Dylan Sorensen is, by the way. And, of course, North Carolina basketball. It all makes sense. He's wearing a, uh, a throwback uh, Michael Jordan jersey and... How long could you guys dribble a basketball? While running? Yeah. Until, How long could you do it at all? Until, I guess until I gave out physically. I mean. With I mean, so, I mean, you're not mishandling it at all. Ever. If I'm just standing there? If I'm yeah. just standing there, no. I can dribble until my, until my body gives out. Yeah. yeah. All right. I don't know that I could. I'd mishandle it somehow. No, that's how it's just how it goes. Basketball, yeah, I know, but still, just standing still, dribbling. I don't know. Definitely not running. No. In four minutes and thirty-seven seconds. Was this on a track? Yes, he just ran around the track. Around the court or track? Yeah, he he ran around the track for a mile. Did it in less than four thirty-seven. So that's pretty interesting. So he set the record. Somebody else broke it. A bunch of people broke it apparently. And so he came back and redid it. Yep, he broke the record. He broke. The new record by .02 seconds. A 436 mile is fast, guys. Under any circumstances. That's fast. Yeah. But dribbling a basketball? Yeah. Well, the real question, was he like high dribble and then running after it and doing no, no. it again? Or was Actually regular? Actually dribbling, okay. yes. Like a illegal dribble? Yes. Okay. Mm. That's pretty interesting. I just saw that and I thought that was that was wild. But this is wacky. <laughs> this one is wacky. Okay, so deer hunters out there, what do you do <laughs> if the deer comes at you and then takes your gun and takes off into the woods? Because that's what happened to a hunter in the Czech Republic. At Re- Czech Republic, he was charged at by a deer. It snagged his gun on its antlers and fled into the woods with the weapon. Uh. Police in the South Bohemian region said a hunter contacted authorities to recount the story of how he lost his gun while hunting in near the village of... I'm not saying that on the air. Um, yeah, that's not happening. In a village in the Czech Republic, uh, the man said one of the hunting dogs in his group startled a stag in the wooded area, causing the panicked deer to run directly toward him. That's, that doesn't usually happen. Usually the deer runs away, right? But no, this deer said, I ain't having it. I ain't having it today. <laughs> Ripped the man's sleeve, took his 22 Hornet rifle. And, Why would dude not just shoot uh, right? the deer? 
I don't know. Oh, the hunter's unloaded gun. Oh. The gun was, I don't guess he was ready. Yeah. He wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't ready. ready. <laughs> In multiple ways, <laughs> he was so not ready. Uh, the hunter was required to report the loss of the rifle under the Czech Republic's Firearms and Ammuni- Ammunition that, Act. Thanks for pointing that out. Was because that that's, that, that's my thing. I don't believe I'd have told that. <laughs> I don't think but I'd if he was told re- that. But if he was re- required to do so, then that makes a little bit more sense. A little bit more sense. One more deer story. Because police responded to an assisted living facility in Canada to remove a deer that crashed into the building through a glass door and ended up barricaded in the exercise room. He's just standing on the treadmill. Oh, man, could you imagine? An administrator at Woodland Court's Assisted Living in Selkirk, Manitoba, Canada, said he received a message from a staff member early Monday morning saying a deer was running loose inside the building. I thought it was a joke at first, and that was quite a surprise. I've never come across anything like this in 40 years working with seniors. Um, the Mounties, Royal Canadian Mounted Police, were summoned to the scene and uh, said the deer lost one of its antlers when it entered the building by crashing through oh. the glass door. Um, oh, dear. So there's that. But the cause of the incident is still under investigation. But officers have not ruled out the possibility that he saw an attractive Christmas deer decoration through the window. Get you every time. Yeah, be careful where you put your uh, your fake deer. Mm. That's Mm. all I'm saying. JP, you have something over there that's Thanksgiving related, but it's just more of a question, right? Yeah, tomorrow is Thanksgiving, and um, I wonder if you guys ever find yourself. Do you ever have an argument about uh, who should cook and whoever cooks? They should do the dishes, or somebody else do the dishes. You ever have that kind of? uh, No, no, it's me. Never. Okay. <laughs> both, both times. You, you, Although Sarah Sarah did the dishes yesterday, she was like, "I don't want to have to worry yeah. about it when we're all out of town." She did the dishes. She, she doesn't always do the dishes, but she does occasionally, and I really appreciate it when she does. But uh, typically, it's me. Yeah, you don't ever hear this. And thank you, and helped me with the dishes. Fine, I'll help you do the dishes. Oh come on! You know what? No, that's see, that's not what I want. You just said that you want me to help you do the dishes. I want you to want to do the dishes. Why would, would I, I want, want to do, do the dishes? dishes? <laughs> <laughs> All right, from uh, of course uh, the movie The Breakup. Uh, there's a new survey that uh, came out. Only eight percent of people say that the person who cooks Thanksgiving dinner should also be the one who does the dishes. Those eight percent of people are 8%. lazy. Yeah, forty-two percent. Say the person or people who didn't cook should do the dishes. And 39% say everyone should chip in on cleaning up. Where would you guys fall in those three categories? I'd be in that chipping in. So here's the thing is where I have Thanksgiving dinner, it's a, it, it's not an open concept kitchen. So it's it's very, it's it's not a great big place. It's but kind of tight, huh? It, it is. And my... My step aunt typically takes care of the dishes. She just that's just what she does. She's really fast with it. She gets it done. And And sometimes the best thing to do is just, just stay let out them of the do way. It. Now I will help clean up in any way that I can, but typically Aunt Val's gonna stand there at the sink and she's gonna do the dishes because that's just that's how it always goes. And she doesn't mind doing it. She likes doing it, so there you go. Okay, so this is Sports related, news related, but it kind of falls into the wild and wacky as well. 
So with um, a number of specialists for Vanderbilt's football team sidelined, Sarah Fuller, the How starting spell Sarah S A R A H. That's right. She spells it correctly. You know, the starting goalkeeper for the Commodore team that just won the SEC tournament championship over the weekend practiced with the Commodore football team Tuesday afternoon. Um, multiple sources confirmed to the Vanderbilt Hustler, the school newspaper, and Derek Mason confirmed that earlier this morning on ESPN 102.5, the game. How cool is that? The goalkeeper, by the way, like not even like a midfielder who would normally be kicking a soccer ball well, a long distance. Um, he has quoted, Derek Mason is, we're working through it right now. For for us, every weekend, every week is about getting to the practice field and about making sure that we put the best possible kicker out there so we're competing. Hopefully I'll have an update for you on Thursday. Hey. But he confirmed that she is an option. If she's an option on the west side, perhaps. If necessary. Hey, you know. I don't know that there's ever been a female kicker in the Southeastern Conference. No, but the first one to ever score an NCAA point was Ashley Martin from Jacksonville State University. Yeah. Thank we got you. that going for us. We, we have two things going for us. We have the first female kicker to score a point in the NCAA, and we were the first NCAA team to win a national championship in all three major men's sports, basketball, baseball, and football. So there you go. I wanted to sit out with the uh, Vince Guaraldi pumpkin waltz. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. We appreciate you guys listening. We will be back. Best of tomorrow, 9 o'clock, Friday morning. We'll have a show, Summit, Henry County Preview. Thank you guys for listening. Stay cool, Columbia.